Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. So here's the legal disclaimer part of this whole thing. Katie, are you a mental health professional? No, I'm not. Neither am I. So if you're struggling with any of these issues, please seek professional help and just listen to us because we're funny. Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Summer. And this is Monsters in the Attic. A podcast where we have real conversations about everyday struggles with personality and mental health issues. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. Okay. This is our ninth episode, Summer. It is our ninth episode. This is exciting. We've made it. I know. All this way with all of our friends. Yeah. So many friends. And all of our friends have so many monsters. So many monsters. <laughs> so many we didn't even know. Really? I mean, um, when I think back to the first episode and us talking about our monsters um, and then hearing about everyone else's monsters, it's yeah. real life. It kind of makes you feel a little bit better, huh? It makes me feel way better. But no, honestly, it's a good perspective. Like, I really enjoy talking to everyone about all of their stuff because I realize, like, oh, well, my stuff, you know, not that my stuff's not that bad, but everybody's going through things. Totally. So. Yeah, we're not alone in this. Exactly. Yeah. And it was really cool to hear how there was people who have um, mental disorders or issues that I don't have, but I could relate to them because our symptoms still look the same. Or our coping mechanisms still look the same. I thought it would be cool today, though, kind of if we, and tell me if this is where you want to head with this, is that I thought that maybe today we could talk about, we've been recording now for two and a half, three months, and over the last two and a half, three months, we have both been through our own mental health struggles. And, I mean, I'm willing to open up a little bit about mine. Okay. Okay, let's do it. All right. You You go first. Okay, yeah, of course, always. (laughs) I'll be happy to. Well, you know, something that started for me in 2020 uh, was anxiety. I I always thought anxiety was fake. I thought it was a way for people to, like, get out of things, you know, like you can't deny somebody's having anxiety because it's not a thing you can see. And so um, I didn't know it was real until I had it. And uh, it's crazy because – that's kind of how mental health issues have gone down with me is I've been like, oh, are people just making that up? Yeah. It's like you don't really understand it until you're in that position. Like, oh, wait, this is what I'm feeling. Like, I get what you mean. Like, it was kind of an eye opener. It was like, wait, I am depressed because like for the longest I was like, oh, just get out of bed, go outside, drink your water, like quit being a baby, you know, take care of yourself and do what you need to do. But it wasn't until I became exceptionally depressed that – but. It was crazy because I didn't even realize that that's what was happening. Some things went down in my family and I sought therapy for my daughter. And in getting treatment for her through all of this stuff that we were going through, talking to her therapist, 
her therapist told me, she was like, you know, Katie, like you're exhibiting telltale signs of chronic depression and anxiety and all of these things. And I mean, I was, I was flabbergasted. So isn't it crazy that you were helping somebody else and ended up getting help on your own? And as a mother, isn't that just always like how that 18 years of your child's life, it, it even beyond that, but how just how sacrificial it is, you know, that you're giving your life for them and then watching out for them. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, hey, sister, what about your life raft? You need help, too. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so and that was in 2021. That was in November of 2021 that that all of that happened. Yeah. And I've been kind of in therapy on and off since then and just kind of like paying attention to it and nursing it and paying attention to when I feel like shit and being thankful for when I don't feel like shit. (laughs) Those are good days. Totally. What are your, what are like the signs of depression for you? When uh, do other people see it in you first or do you see it first? My friends, the people who love me, my mom, my kid, my friends, they always see it in me first and honestly my initial reaction is to get pissed off and angry at them I'm like there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with me but then you know after I've been getting help and like learning my warning signs and everything I'm like okay like if my friends are saying that because I try I try to like mask really hard and hide things and I don't I don't like being vulnerable which I know is really weird because we're on this podcast where all we do is talk about feelings but I don't like being vulnerable and I always, I can feel it first, but I hide from it. And then I know that it's becoming a problem. Like when my mom is just looking at me like, are you okay? Yeah, mom, I'm fine. But really, I'm not. (laughs) Totally. But yeah, like my signs of depression is just like, or what, how I struggle with it is just having zero motivation to do anything. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to eat. I don't want to go outside. Like I just want to wither away in my little cocoon in my bed. And it's like an act of God. It is like dragging a corpse behind me sometimes to like get my ass out of bed and wash the dishes and just to even like watch a movie with my kids sometimes. It doesn't require anything physical. It's not demanding, but it just requires that piece of my brain that I routinely, like, I just shut off when I'm depressed, you know? And you see me do it. I disassociate hard all the time. You're a pro disassociator. I don't know that I've ever seen somebody that can do it so well because you look engaged, but there's nothing there. (laughs) There ain't nothing going on in here. Like, I am 50 million miles away, but I'm smiling at you and I'm nodding my head, but I'm not listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you make disassociation look real classy, sister. Thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I have a question about that, too, because um, I struggle with depression. And I, I, I don't think mine's like a clinical, chronic, long-term. Mine is real real situational, usually, and usually stuff I've brought on myself. Um, but I've my, my depression ends up looking different. You're an introvert. Would you say that you're an introvert? Yeah, I'm definitely an okay. introvert. And so when I get depressed... It doesn't look, I don't, it doesn't stop me from doing things. I can't stop doing things because I have to be around people. I just feel crazy. I feel like I'm socially awkward and I can't keep conversation. I've got nothing good to add to the, and so then my depression kicks off even harder. And um, I wish I had that, that isolation button in me. I've always wanted it. I've always wanted to be a person that can go, oh, I'm, I'm irritating you. Well, let me isolate. 
can't. I'm like, oh, I'm irritating you. Knock, knock, knock. Maybe I won't irritate you if I do it this way. Knock, knock, knock. Let me try another way. Hey. You know, like. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because that's just like the two different sides of our personality. Like, take it from me. The isolation button is not a great button to have because you see me. I fall into that hard. There's nobody on this earth can tell me anything. I'm not going and doing anything. I'm not making plans. And that's how I recharge. But it's also I'm isolating myself with you. Your depression looks like, oh, well, let's go out and do more things and like be more active. And in those times, even though you think that you don't have good conversation or whatever your insecurities are, you're still cultivating relationships. So you always have those people who were there with me when I isolate. It's just me, myself and my cat. And that gets lonely. And that amplifies the monsters in my brain that tell me that I'm not good enough, that no one loves me, that I'm too tall, but you know, all the things. So dang, that is such good perspective on how differently they manifest for the two of us. Isn't it crazy? It's the same disease looks totally different in every single person. It's totally. wild. It is. It is man. And you know, um, I think that a lot of, uh, I think a lot of my depression comes from embarrassment that's not even real. I think I've told you a couple of times, like, I did this thing that was so embarrassing. And she's like, I did that three times yesterday yeah. and was not embarrassed once about it. And then I'll die. I'll die at night in my bed being so embarrassed. Being so embarrassed. But you know what, dude? At least you go out and do things to be embarrassed about, <laughs> you know? At least you've got those things. Like, listen to this thing that I'm embarrassed about. And that's still a thing that happened. And it's still a good story. But no, I know, like, we can spot the signs in each other. Like, you'll text me, like, at work or something. Like, hey, da -da -da, like, this thing happened. And I'm like, hey, that's not a thing. <laughs> I know you feel like it's a thing, but it's not. But that's, we're really good for each other in that way. Because you, we just had this conversation the other day when you had to mom me and you were like, honey, you're just going to have to go out and make yourself have fun. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you don't want to, you're just going to have to go do it. So yes, we're really good for each other. That I way. agree. Cause I can tell you when things aren't things and you can tell me yep. to go do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, you're making that up. <laughs> and I appreciate people that can do that because I will get on this thing where I've convinced myself that a story is real. And the thing is, is that we all, right now, there are three different stories happening in here. Your story, my story, and the truth. And, and. <laughs> and what actually happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and they're always going to be different, you know. And so it will not be that I have made up an entire story. I will take the facts and twist them into this horrible narrative about myself. And how awful I am because I've done this embarrassing thing. I'm, I'm always so embarrassed. I'm always so embarrassed. I care so deeply what strangers think of me. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> that's really, that's my mental, that's my mental health issue. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that falls into. But well, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because it's so true. Like the truth happens, you know, outside of all of us, what's happening is happening. But we, and I'll just say you and me, I don't know if other people do this. Maybe some of our listeners do. We just take what's happened and we drip all of our anxiety and our insecurities and how we're mad at our parents and that thing that whoever said to us 10 years ago, we drip all of that over the truth. And that's how we come up with two completely different stories. But that's where good friendships come from is someone that you can share those two different perspectives with and you meet in the middle. 
Totally. You know? Does that make sense? You yes. know what I mean? Yes. We do a really good job of that. I think we do too. And I, I think that we both have cultivated a, a rich culture of women that we are surrounded by that are able to be real honest with us. Yes. Which is good because it's good to have people check in and be like, hey, Katie, haven't seen you in three weeks. I know. My friends have been doing that with me lately, but <laughs> we're fi- okay. I'm fixing it. I'm that's working okay. on it. So. You are working on it. <laughs> and you're beautiful. So there's that. Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> you're so pretty. So everything's fine. I know. So I think that to myself t- sometimes. You know, I'm just like, you know what? <sighs> At least I'm pretty. Yeah, at least I've got my (laughs) looks going for me. (laughs) Hey, you know, if anything, like, that can be our code word. Like, you know what? At least we're looking pretty today. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If one of us is spiraling deep, we could be like, hey, kiddo. Yeah. Hey, bitch. You look pretty. (laughs) One day, this was really great. One day, I was riding in the car with my boss, who is also a very good friend of mine. I'm just spilling my guts to him. And we're on Valley Mills Drive in Waco, Texas, and we are passing a Little Caesars. And as we do, Ryan s- says to me, there's really nothing, no deep thing to say here. Pizza, pizza. And so now our whole thing is pizza, pizza. So anytime he's going off the chain or I'm going off the chain or when I was crying in the bathroom because he and I regularly cry in the bathroom at work. <laughs> Then one of us will walk by and say, pizza, pizza. It's the deepest dish I've ever been served. <laughs> I just came up with that. That was golden. <laughs> it's a deep dish out there, folks. It is a deep dish. It is no, a deep dish. That sounds like absolutely something he would say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. It was great. I think uh, we could talk about monsters we've added. Yeah, we have added a few more monsters. We named it. We it, in in light of Barbie, we've like actually <laughs> named a few. You know, X Y Barbie or X Z. But you know, like. <laughs> and you want to know what I'm struggling with right now? Talk to is porn star Barbie. Oh, <laughs> porn star Barbie. She's the. Worst. We don't even like her. <laughs> we used to want to be her. And that's what's so wild. What I'm moving through is these, I don't, and it's not a particular person. It's just this monster in my head. It's right. this beautiful, well-built, intelligent person who just, you know, is always just going to like steal your boyfriend. They're always going to be better than you. And I was comparing myself to this Barbie but, you know, through like getting help, which I've recently gotten back into therapy, which I'm super thankful for. Therapy will change your life. It's my answer for everything. So when you found yourself comparing yourself to this porn star Barbie. Yes, I realized that I'm comparing myself to things that I don't want to be and that I'll never be. I could try for my entire life and I will never be five, six, 115 pounds with big old boobs. You know what I mean? I'm never going to be that. So I was comparing myself to the wrong things. You shouldn't compare yourself to anything, but it's like, I was comparing myself to something I didn't want to be, to something I thought I needed to be, to find worth in myself. And I realized that that's not where my worth lies at all. I don't want to be porn star Barbie. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes any sense. It took me like 10 minutes to get there. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was actually really perfect. I love what you said is that you thought you had to be something to, to be of worth. 
you thought you had to be this thing to be of worth instead of looking for the things inside of you that are worthy because your value is way bigger than porn star Barbie's value. Yeah, way bigger than porn star Barbie. Yeah. So what you've done is switch that comparison to finding worth in yourself. Yeah, and having, you know. I was going to say something I don't want to say. Okay. Well, <laughs> then don't say it. Yeah, I'm not, not going to say that. So. <clears throat> That's fine. Yeah. What are some other monsters that we've added? I know we talked about them. We need to, we got to start writing these things down and like sketching them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we've got most of them um, written down somewhere. Written down somewhere. <laughs> written down in my journals. I know. You know, I'd love to talk about coping mechanisms because I believe that um, over the last like, I don't know, month or so that I have been really, really good about taking the things that I knew. I had a really bad break. I had a a, a real bad one-off episode of um, just spiraling out of control and my thoughts, and I included another person in it, and um, it was ugly, and I regret the things that I said and that I did in that episode. Um and then the next day I spiraled into a really, really, I had a panic attack for a couple of days, really bad depression, situational depression. But one thing that happens whenever I have these episodal attacks or whatever you would call them <coughs> is that I'm really good about disciplining myself out of them. You know, like I am one of those people that have just always been able to like pull myself up by the bootstraps and I don't know sometimes I feel like it's an asset and sometimes I feel like it's a deficit Um, but in this case I really felt like it was an asset because what I did after that episode was you know make amends for the things that I did that were wrong try to make them right and then find a way to correct them and so I have over the last month gotten up every single morning at 5 a.m. well aside from Saturdays and Sundays, but Monday through Friday, I've been super disciplined about getting up, getting in the hot tub, doing my I am affirmations, doing yoga, doing my singing bowl, meditating, and then sitting down and journaling, which is a thing that, you know, God, I haven't journaled in years, so it was good to get my pen and paper back out, and all of those things feel really good, and I feel like they're very healthy coping mechanisms. I know. I feel like those are very healthy coping mechanisms, and something that you know, I've been trying to do. I haven't been getting up at 5 a.m., but I have been journaling. <laughs> and, you know, but sometimes it starts slower. Like, it's you just kind of have to start wherever you can. If me getting up at 5.30 a.m. and just stretching and drinking water is going to set me up to have a good day, then do that. Just do whatever you can in that moment. And it's like you said, you almost have to parent yourself through these situations. You know, if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that. Like, all right, Katie, it's time to get up, you're going to stretch, you're going to drink your water. And if that's all you do for the rest of the day, that's fine. You're going to get your kid to school and you're going to take your butt to work. And then you can come home, you know, after you make supper and do your chores, then you can lay in your bed. And that's like my reward. It's like, yeah. my, it's like my little depressed monsters reward. Like, oh, yay, I get to languish now. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Well, um, I think that over this season that it's been really cool to identify with everybody and to see what their, um, how, how it manifests in their life and then how they cope with it. And we've heard some fun stuff. We have. Yeah. And it's really cool to hear like all these different things from like body dysmorphia, traumatic brain injury, sociopathy, 
all that stuff, there are so many things, even though those are completely different ailments, so much of the way that it affects every person is the same. Totally. You know, we all deal with those same things. That's you right. Know, no matter what our story is. And I think that's been a great thing that I've learned is it doesn't matter like what I've learned through this season is it doesn't matter what exactly it is that you're going through, you know, particularly you can always relate to a person and how they're dealing with it or the coping mechanisms that they use or the feelings or the anxieties that it gives them. So that's been really great. And maybe that'll help us all to have a little bit more empathy unless we're sociopaths. Hey, you know, which, in which case we can't produce empathy. Yeah, and if you want to learn more about sociopathy, go and listen to the previous episode. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and and I do want to tell you something that's impressive. I'm really impressed in this moment with the way that sociopathy. Socio- you, you can do it. Sociopathy. There you go. Was that it? That was it. <laughs> it just rolled right out of your mouth like you didn't even have to think about how it's spelled. You can't think about how to say that word. You just got to say it. You just got to go for it. <laughs> I made this French thing, this French uh, breakfast thing for brunch last week, and it's called a clafouti. But I have to say it like that before I can say it. it's called a clafouti. It's called a, a clafouti. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was calling it something totally because it's not spelled like that. Oh yeah, I was calling it clafloutus because it has an s <laughs> on the end. You know, yeah. it has a French s. <laughs> I was calling it clafloutus, and somebody was like, "These aren't flautus." Is that French or Spanish? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> little bit of both. Well, this season's been a joy with you. It has. It has been a joy. Let me, I have a question for you before we go. Okay. What are some of your bad coping mechanisms and how are you dealing with them? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, I think one of my bad coping mechanisms is drinking when I'm lonely. So drinking alone instead of in social situations. <clears throat> I'm usually pretty good in a social situation and feel okay about the way that I drink and the, for the reasons I'm drinking. Um, but I will find that, you know, sometimes I go home and drink by myself just cause I'm there by myself. Um, so I have quit drinking at home period. Um, I haven't been drinking on the weekdays at all. Um, and that's been really helpful. Um, another bad coping mechanism that I have is, Oh, attention seeking in bad ways. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that. Not one. That healthy attention seeking. Yeah, yeah. Because you not healthy. Atten- you know, yeah. being mean and seek or you know, distancing or mm-hmm. silence. The things that I hate, I'll do to get attention. You know what I mean? Yep, that's landed me in the spot that I'm in now because I was having all of these feelings like, ugh, no one thinks I'm worth anything. So you know what? Fuck it. No one else is worth anything to me. Let me tell you folks, that's not the answer because that landed me in a world of hurt that I'm struggling. I'm like clawing to get out of this hole right now. It's because I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. So, well, you want to know what mine is? I was just about to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's eating. Oh, Mm -hmm. like just I don't even know how to describe it. It's like when I've had like a bad day, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this and I'm going to eat this and I'm going to eat this. And that's honestly like anything else, like party favors, take them or leave them. Like alcohol, I could take it or leave it. My number one vice 
is food and not taking care of myself afterwards and feeling like really bad about myself after like I eat like a big meal. So mine's more like eating focus, but I totally get you because when I'm at home alone, like when my kid's not there, you know, all I want to do is maybe just like eat a gummy and eat whatever I want for the entire day until I don't feel good. So yeah. It's that, uh, it's filling that space. Filling exactly. That it's just filling the void. So that's something that I'm working on right now in therapy. So just like having healthier habits toward my body. Cause girl, we're only getting older. Amen. Oh my gosh. Only getting older. Like my back hurts. My knee hurts for no reason. I don't know why. So I'm just really focusing on taking care of my body. <laughs> I got Botox. Watch. Look, I look surprised right now. I can see it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, those are good. I really didn't know that about food, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's just something that's like secret that I don't really tell anybody about. And I thought maybe if I brought it up into the light that, you know, that might help me with it a little bit more. I like so, that. Yeah. Well, something you know, that no one else knows about me that y'all just learned. That all <laughs> million of our listeners I know. now know. I know that I am an emotional binge eater. So, and that's something that I'm working on. I love and something that, that I'm addressing. So. Man, thank you for trusting us enough to tell us. Well, y'all better not tell nobody. I'm, my mouth is shut. I'm, I'm gonna forget <laughs> by the time we get down the elevator. You know me. <laughs> Be like, what did you say earlier? <laughs> and that's my mental health disorder. Yeah. So. Anyway, thank you for podcasting a show with me. Thanks for doing a whole season with me. I feel like we've been through a lot. We like, have. I can't believe that this is all wrapped right now. I know. So it's crazy. And we have so we have some really cool guests coming up for the second season. We do. We have a lot of fun stuff lined up. Like we're gonna start recording our next season here really soon, and we've got a lot of really good ideas. And we're um, gonna have a live in December. Is that right? Yes, I think the date's like December sixteenth. But we'll we'll get all the details out to everybody. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're there a Patreon channel to come. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. And yeah. I'm ready to do it with you. Yeah, me too. Awesome, um, Katie. I love you and all of your monsters. It's been a pleasure spending the season with you and all of your monsters. Signing, Signing off. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.